Welcome to A Style and Social, the podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blakeney, and I am a business coach for new upcoming entrepreneurs and influencers who want to grow their brand, maximize their income, and stop hustling. I am so excited to share today's episode with you, so let's dive straight in. Welcome to the podcast, Verity. I am so excited to have you here. I literally feel like you are the podcast queen. So I feel like everyone is in for such a treat today. And um, obviously I know loads about you, but for those that are listening, could you tell us about yourself? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me here today. I am so excited that we've got to, we got to do this almost like a podcast swap because you were on my podcast just a yeah. couple of weeks ago, which is so exciting. I love it when collabs like that land. So yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm Verity. Ellie called me the podcast queen. I did not call myself that. I, I call myself more of a podcasting nerd. But yeah, how can I start telling you about me? My um, What I do is I am a podcast launch strategist and manager. And I also host my own podcast called The Confident CEO Podcast as well. I realize I've said the word podcast an awful lot of those last couple of minutes. But yeah, and how I got started in that was a little bit non-conventional, let's say, because I'm actually a registered nurse by background I did the very traditional route of you know do GCSEs do your A-levels pick a university course I chose nursing went off and did my nursing degree did that for a few years and don't get me wrong I've still I've still actually got my registered nurse status um I don't practice clinically anymore but then what happened with that is I moved into teaching and healthcare compliance went on maternity leave with my second daughter and I don't know, I just, something just, I didn't want to go back to that kind of court because I was in quite a corporate healthcare role at the time, um, which was great. It was an amazing job, amazing people to work with, but it just, something just didn't quite align with that time in my life of wanting to go back to that. So do you want me to tell the podcasting story of how I got into podcasting? Yeah. Yes. Should I tell the story? Yes. So it was just before Christmas of 21 and I don't even know what sparked it, but I just turned around to my husband. I was like, I think I want to start a podcast, like on a complete whim, just said. I, I don't even know why I'd thought that at all. Completely random idea. So he was like, okay, starts grinning. And I understand why, because Christmas morning, he's like, got a Christmas present idea now, don't I? And he gave me a Blue Yeti microphone, which is just so, so sweet. But I'd only had this random idea of starting a podcast. I hadn't like really thought about it It, like just a completely verity moment and this podcasting mic literally sat on the desk for I don't know a good few months and then he was like verity are you gonna like do you mind if I swear yeah no (laughs) he was was like verity what the fuck are you actually gonna use this microphone or not and I was like oh yeah shit I probably should do something with that because like it was a nice mic well it is a nice microphone and so I kind of like dithered for a long time because I'm a, like, you know me, I am a planner. I like everything planned to an absolute hilt and like research and research and research. And do you know what? I just kind of got up one morning in April of last year and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I need to just record something. Recorded the first episode like three times. It was just, I don't know, ridiculous in, in the sense that I was like, when am I going to get this right in inverted commas? Because as we know, there's no right way of doing these things. Like when you're creating content, sometimes you've just got to roll with the content that you're producing and creating. And I don't know, eventually 
after a kind of a bit of tough love on myself, I just hit publish and almost, I know it sounds cliche, but the rest, as they say, is kind of history. And I don't know, I just, I kept going with the momentum of building up the Confidence CEO podcast. It was called Bloggers Creating Courses originally because it had more of a, an online course kind of vibe, but then we rebranded, branched out into more of the business side of things. And before I knew it, people were coming to me and being like, well, how do I do this with the podcast? And how do I do that? And one thing led to another. And now my entire business is podcast launches, managing and teaching other people about podcasting. And yeah, so that's, that's the story. Yeah, it's actually crazy how it all starts. And I always think like we get ideas for a reason. It's because we are meant to follow those ideas. Um, I did a post about this actually, was like yesterday or the day before, how when you get an idea for something, it's never a random idea, even if it feels like a random idea. It's because it's essentially your intuition guiding you to get to whatever the goal is the quickest way that is the aligned action to take so when you get an idea for a course or you feel pulled to invest in something or you feel like something is nudging you follow that because that's your intuition um but I would love to actually take it back to the day when well the days the many days when the microphone was just sat there being unused what were the kind of like feelings coming up for you what fears did you have what thoughts because I feel like if there's people listening right now, maybe they're in a similar situation there. I'm in an R and about starting a podcast and maybe they have similar fears to you. So I'd love for you to talk about that and kind of how you overcame that to actually then, you know, hit post and actually publish the podcast. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant question. And I think there was, I think the biggest holdback for me was that fear of feeling stupid, which I know so many people say like, whether or not it's Instagram reels or a TikTok or whatever, it was really that fear of feeling stupid. And it's like, well, what if dot, dot, dot? Because there was just so many what ifs, you know, what if, you know, Sarah, who I went to primary school with, I never went to primary school with someone called Sarah, just like as a disclaimer, but what if Sarah, who I went to primary school with, who hasn't spoken to me since I was eight years old, what if she listens to it and she laughs? So what? And, you know, just all of these thoughts, what if, you know, it flops and no one listens to it? Well, actually, what is the worst thing that happens if it flops and no one listens to it? There were just so many what ifs, but I think the fear of feeling stupid and the fear of feeling judged was so, so huge. And shall I tell you what, the turning point for me was so random. I was listening to Diary of a CEO, Stephen Bartlett, who we are both a fan of. <laughs> and I decided quite randomly to start right from the beginning of his podcast. Cause I was like, I'm just interested to see where he, cause you know, like most people, I got into his podcast when he's got the amazing big setup and the, you know, really high profile guests and what have you. But I thought, you know, surely he didn't start on episode one like this. So I went right back. It took me quite a while to scroll back through everything on um, on Apple Podcasts. Eventually got back to the first episode and I started listening. And I think it was by about episode three. And he was so raw and he was so honest. And he goes, it's, he was like, it's midnight. I'm sat in my bed on my, um, on my bed in my boxes I know that I've got to get this episode out by tomorrow because that is what I have set my schedule to and it might not be the best but I want to really like hold myself accountable and I just sat there thinking about this and like I can still hear him saying that in my mind probably because I've got this lovely vision of him sitting in his boxes but we'll gloss over <laughs> that <laughs> but you know and 
I just thought, do you know what? If he was not worried about feeling stupid, like the message that I took from that episode of is it doesn't matter. I've got a schedule. I've told my audience I'm turning up. So I am going to turn up. So I was like, I need to start applying that kind of to myself. And then I looked at it as well from a different angle, from the point of view, I was like, why am I so worried about feeling stupid when I have stood up and taught for years because I did healthcare education as well. I put on nursing degrees and also healthcare diplomas. And I was like, I've, I've stood up in front of like a couple of hundred people before and talked about loads of things to do with healthcare. So I'm like, if I don't mind doing that in a live setting, why am I feeling so like, you know, where's that fear, fear of feeling stupid coming from? So had to do a little bit of internal digging. And I'm also one of those people who I'll build and build and build something in my head. And then I'm like, nope, just got to do it. Just got to close your eyes and just press, just press go type thing. And that was basically what, what did it? I was like, no, I've just, if I'm not going to hit publish now, when is going to be the right time? Because it then comes back to that question of, well, when is it the right time? Because it's never the right time to start a podcast, never the right time to launch a business, never the right time to buy a house and have a kid and like, you know, start an online course. It's never the right time to do any of those things. You've got to make it the right time. And sometimes you've got to just say, I'm doing this today. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. So, yeah, definitely this, the fear of feeling stupid. But it's also just kind of digging into that a little bit and remembering that, like I said, Sarah, who you knew when you were eight, does not care if you start a podcast or an online course or any of the rest of it. And I think it goes back to what you were saying about just trusting your gut. Sometimes you've got to just just go for it. Yeah, for sure. Like Sarah from primary school, she doesn't give a shit. She's not even no. going to know. She's not even going to listen. That's Don't follow me on Instagram anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's forgotten your existence. But yes. so I think it's so true. And it's for me, it's like I've had this before where you get to a point, you've set yourself a goal. And like Stephen said, he set himself a schedule and whatever. And you get to a point where it's like you become almost like sick of your own shit, where it's like, just do it. You know you want to do it. And I think what you said really landed about this whole thing of there is no right time. There is no perfect time. You're always going to have moments in life and business when you're busy. There's always going to be times when the kids need your attention or this part of your life needs more attention. There is always going to be something. There's always going to be messages to answer, emails to answer, um, stuff to respond to. You're always going to have a to-do list. So it's actually asking yourself, right, is this a priority right now? Is this a you know stepping stone that's going to get me to whatever goal you've set yourself? And if it is, then it is almost like having that conversation with yourself of like, how bad do I want this? And if you want something bad enough, you you commit to it and you, you, you know, yeah. you it um so I love that so much and I think another thing I want to touch on is when you were in the early days of podcasting obviously you've got two children as well so I know there's a lot of people um who listen to the podcast who are also mums so I'd love to touch on that because I think Verity you're a big believer in like myself that anyone can start a podcast and regardless of external factors that shouldn't be the thing that can hold you back so could you tell us a little bit about kind of like how that looked Totally. I'm going to paint you the picture of how I recorded my first few episodes that I sat in my bedroom at my dressing room table, my dressing table, sorry. And I had the baby who she was, I want to say three, four months old at the time in her baby bouncer next to me. And there was me like jiggling my foot to like keep the baby bouncer going. So when people turn around and say, I can't do a podcast because I've got the kids. Exhibit A, my baby was right next to me. And don't get me wrong. In the early days, there were some episodes where I'm like, 
yes, I just managed to do an entire episode and she slept through the whole thing. This is brilliant. There were other episodes which I had to completely abandon. Um, and there were other ones where, well, let's just say sometimes when you've got a crying baby in the background, you get incredibly good at, um, at editing. So yeah, I found sometimes having the baby, <laughs> not that she was crying because I was like, you know, ignoring her, I will, I will say that. Um, but, you know, sometimes you know you just get really good at editing when when needed but I think it's I've got no problem with telling people that journey because I think some people would be quite not ashamed but be, find it quite difficult kind of be like I was recording a podcast with with the baby because you know am I not supposed to be in this amazing setup studio and all this kind of thing and that's very much my messaging and one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about working with women to manage and launch their podcasts is because I'm like no it doesn't really matter where you are you can be sat on your bedroom floor with your laptop but I know people who literally use their iPhone and nothing else to create amazing podcasts but yeah so in those early days I was just sat at the dressing table with the curtains shut in the dark almost because I was trying to like you know sort out the acoustics and all this kind of thing and the baby was in the bouncer next to next to me and actually I will say it was easier to record when she was a baby compared to now she's a toddler because she is just wanting to be in everything and so yeah it goes back to that point of it doesn't matter what your external circumstances are you can make things work and I know that's really easy to say you know yeah you can make everything work but you can if you want to you will figure out a way kind of like around around achieving what you want to achieve yeah 100% and I think as well we're especially with um like online businesses like we're both running and majority of people that listen to this podcast are running people actually like the more human side like for example if baby was making a bit of noise in the background or I always have the cats and I'm sure if anyone's listening now and has listened to the podcast for a long time there has been moments when you hear the cat run like chasing each other or meowing or you there's a knock at the door and you know there's always something that could potentially happen but if we let that hold you know ourselves back from recording the podcast episode uploading it then you know we never have that consistent like consistency and I think it's almost giving yourself permission that not every episode has to be perfect and people aren't expecting you to be perfect you don't need to look perfect it doesn't need to sound perfect of course we're all going to set ourselves a certain standard and you know we're going to want to have our podcast to a high standard and provide that high quality content but at the same time and I think very much with um like the way it is on TikTok and things like that the more almost like authentic you are, I feel like it almost lands better because people relate to that. And I'm sure there's going to be people listening today that are like, oh my God, actually maybe I could start a podcast and, you know, I'll figure out a way with baby. And um, yeah, that's why I wanted to touch on that story because I think for me, even hearing that, even though I don't have children right now, I think that was very inspiring to hear. Um, and I think the final obstacle I kind of want to touch on that I think a lot of people have prior to starting a podcast is this whole idea of like, it's overpopulated there's so many people doing it or there's so many people um in a certain niche and you know the example that um, <laughs> yeah. me and Verity had a one-to-one -one, it was yesterday um yeah. and Verity shared this example with me and I think it's just, it's such a great story so I would love for you to share that as well on the podcast absolutely I'll come on to the example in a second but what I want to say if anyone is listening and they're thinking I can't start a podcast because the market is so over saturated what I would ask you ask you to ask yourself is would you are think the same thing about starting a YouTube channel tomorrow because if you're going thinking to yourself can you hear the baby actually we're talking about the baby can you hear her now she's in the next room <laughs> 
And I have to say, that was actually going off on a slight tangent. I think it was about episode four or five of my podcast that I just turned around. And I was like, look, I'm unapologetic about this. If you don't want to hear the baby in the background of my episodes, I'm really sorry, but this is not the podcast for you to listen to. If you want something polished, go listen to a different podcast. But yeah, she's in the other room at the moment. You might be able to hear her. But Anyway, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so if you're thinking to yourself, I'll go start a YouTube channel tomorrow, there are literally millions upon millions upon millions of YouTube channels out there. It is so super competitive. It's something like, you know, like hundreds of thousands of YouTube videos are being uploaded every single minute. It's ridiculously competitive. In comparison, podcasting is not as competitive. There's something ridiculous. There's, I think it's under 3 million podcasts that are published globally. And only around half a million of those are active. So there is so much room for you to jump in to the podcasting space. It is not oversaturated. Yes, it has like grown in popularity. And there was actually something that I was listening to the other day where they're like, oh, the trend for podcasting is dropping off and we're not seeing as many people go into podcasting. If, you, if you've heard that yourself and you're thinking, oh, podcasting's not popular anymore, that's an absolute load of bollocks, I will say. What happened is what we saw going through COVID is everyone was at home and people wanted something to do. So loads of people started podcasting and getting into podcasts because, well, what else were we doing during COVID? <laughs> you know, so they jumped into podcasting. But then what has happened is as people have gone back to work, those shows haven't continued. Or what we've seen is the amount of people because they've got other things going on now is that they aren't starting up podcasts. So if you have heard things where people are saying, Oh, you know, podcasting is less popular and it's, it's declining now. It's not, it's, you've got to kind of look at what was happening a couple of years ago when we were getting those, when we were getting those stats out. Anyway, I was going to tell you about this, uh, about this story and oversaturation. Yes. Yeah, so I was talking to a friend just last week who was talking to somebody, I don't know, it was a friend talking to a friend, but basically, if you were thinking to yourself, there is no way that I can start a podcast because there is no niche for that podcast. I heard this story all about a fisherman on his trawler boat. Sorry if there's any people who are like in the know about fishermen and they're not called trawler boats. I think that's what they're called. <laughs> but a fisherman on his trawler boat who listens to a knitting podcast. And I just think, do you know what? If there is a fisherman somewhere listening to a knitting podcast, there is a niche for literally anybody. Like, I mean, we were talking yesterday as well that um, I heard all about this online course about taking care of your pet llama. Mm. I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, so the minute you start thinking, oh, there's no niche, there's nobody that's going to listen to that. There is. It's just that you probably haven't found them yet or you haven't quite attracted that group of people to you yet. So... Yeah, there, there really is an audience for it, for everybody. And I need to find out what this missing podcast is. And I found a gardening podcast recently as well. Who would have thought that you could, I mean, I, I'm no like Alan Titchmarsh or whoever, like I do not have green fingers at all. But yeah, I found this amazing woman who does this podcast all about gardening. And she did this episode all about like growing tomatoes. And I was like, who would have thought it? Like, you know, there really is a niche for, for everybody. There really is. It's so true. I think there's such great examples as well, because even things you wouldn't think of, like knitting and gardening, for example, the fact that there's a podcast on there and it's like ranking really high and it's getting X amount of listeners just showcases really 
how many people a are listening to podcasts um and second of all that literally whatever you're thinking about making a podcast on that's the thing you should make it on because you will have people um that are going to want to listen to it and I think it's more so the positioning of that podcast and the marketing of your brand and everything behind that that will actually help get the listens but I think just going off what you were saying as well around um like COVID and people being at home may like more and listening to podcasts more I think that's definitely the case um but also there's not necessarily been a decline in everyone like for mine for example for science social podcast views have like the listens have doubled this year um so I think as long as you're someone who wants to stay consistent with and you're uploading those high quality episodes like the audience is still going to be there and Verity you're someone who has had also great success with your podcast I'd love for you to tell us about like um some of the achievements that you've hit and kind of like how you got there in the early days. So if someone is starting a podcast or they're wanting to kind of scale it a bit further, like what are some of the things that they can do to achieve similar things that you have achieved yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great question. And I would say that, first of all, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, the first thing that I want you to do is get a piece of paper because I'm really old school like that. Or go in Asana because I know that you love Asana. Yeah, we love Asana. listicle type thing from somewhere and write what your main idea is at the top of the page and then I want you to list out at least 20 episode ideas because if you can't off the bat list out at least 20 episode ideas you don't have a podcast and what's going to happen is that you're going to create maybe one or two killer banging amazing first episodes and then you're going to start scrambling and being like what am I going to put out this week or this you know month or whatever and you're going to see your content decline. You're not going to be showing up so much because, you know, it's going to be, you're not invested in it. Your audience isn't going to be invested in it. They don't know what your style is because you're just all over the place because there's no planning. So what I would say is straight away, get a list of at least 20 ideas. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to go with those 20 ideas, but get at least 20 ideas because then you've got a direction that you're, that you're moving in. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I did, which really set me up with where I wanted the podcast to go. The other thing that I did was very early on, I identified from my list what topics was I happy to talk about and which topics did I want to cover, but I didn't have the expertise in and I would need to find someone to cover those expertise. And then from that list, I then started looking at like, well, who's in my circle immediately that I can start to reach out to. So I knew I wanted to cover imposter syndrome, for example, and I've got a really good friend, Julie Luscombe, who like specializes in that kind of thing. So I literally went out for coffee with her and I was like, Julie, please come on my podcast. She said, yes, easy win. That was great. But then there were other people who I knew that I had to, you know, approach and I had to build up a relationship with. So, you know, all of that kind of thing took um, time. But because I had it in my plan, I knew that quite early on, I was like, right, I'm going to get this guest on my show. And then once I've got this guest, I'm going to get this person who's like maybe you know even more popular or is harder to get on on shows and what have you so I had a real strategy right from me right from the beginning and really my strategy was to just share business tips and share topics that I didn't think were getting talked about enough in the business world particularly for female entrepreneurs because it's business podcasts personally I find are quite male dominated nothing wrong with that but I think it's nice to you know talk about things from a bit more of a female perspective from time to time so I went in with this really strong kind of soft 
solid strategy. And by, I want to say it was about August. So it, we launched in the April and by about August, September, I got an email through from Chartable. So Chartable um, tells you where you're ranking with different podcast charts globally. And we had quite randomly, I thought it was quite random, um, hit the top 250 business podcasts in Switzerland of all places which I was incredibly grateful for, but I also thought it was a little bit random, did not know we had a listenership in Switzerland whatsoever. And I was then, I, I then got quite interested in it because before that I'd never really looked at the analytics. I was just like, this is my mission. This is the kind of content I want to put out. And even if just a few people listen to it, that's, that's good for me. But then I started going down this kind of analytic thing of being like, well, which episodes worked? Why did they work? What, you know, really diving into what people were listening to where the drop-off rates were in the episode so I could really figure out what it was that people wanted to listen to. And from that, we then charted in, in Latvia, which was, again, really, really cool. I was like, again, totally random, but that's cool. Um, and then I'm trying to think where we went next. I can't remember. But the point was is that we ended up, by November, we had charted in, I think, six countries in business entrepreneurship Um for Apple Podcasts, which was absolutely incredible. And then we hit November, which was month eight. And I think this is quite crucial. And I know that you and I have talked about this before, because I think by month eight, a lot of people, a lot of people statistically will give up by episode eight of their podcast. That's a huge number eight. If yeah, if you get to 10 episodes in your podcast, you have beaten the statistics and the odds because statistically you will quit by episode eight. So if you can get longer than episode eight, well done, you've beaten the statistics. But I got to, uh, yeah, November, which was about month eight. And that is when I saw a real change in the podcast. And all of a sudden, it was like the consistency, everything just started to pay off. And literally within a week, my, um, I was going to say my views, my downloads were literally just doubling and just going absolutely crazy. And then I get the email through, we had hit the top 30 um, business entrepreneurship podcasts in Ireland we hit the top 60 in the UK which was just mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing I went and bought a very big chocolate bar and you know me I had a very good big cup of tea as well to celebrate love tea over here and yes yeah, since then we haven't ranked in the top 100 every single week since November but there has been numerous occasions like I can't tell you how many times we have now ranked in the top 100 for business entrepreneurship podcasts, which is just incredible. And I just, I get so humbled every single time. So I'm like, oh my God, people like actually listen to what the content. And do you know what? I had a friend the other day who contacted me over Instagram and she goes, I've just been speaking to this bloke who I know who works in tax. He listens to your podcast. I was like, what? Like he didn't even know that her and I know each other. Yeah. And he was talking about my podcast and I was like, he's not even in my demographic like at all, but that's so cool that he's yeah. A, listening to it and B, is telling somebody else about it. So I think the biggest, you know, things that got me there, because don't get me wrong, first of all, I never set out to be in the podcast charts. That was never an intention. I think it was more just something to, I don't know, pass the time on maternity leave, but I started out with a solid strategy and I think that really really helped and the other thing and I know it sounds so cliche but it's the consistency I think in the eight month the first eight months I only missed two weeks and that was because I was like I just had those weeks with the kids where it was just not 
happening like at all and I was like you know what I'd rather put out I'd rather miss a week and have a really good episode next week than put out something which is mediocre and shit particularly if it's the first episode that someone listens to and then they're like what's this crap all about so yeah and I mean since the beginning of this year I've missed one week I think it was but the kids were sick and I was like you know what this is just not a priority but by that time you've got enough content in yeah. your back catalog that you can just turn around to instagram and do you know what people actually really appreciate it when you're like i'm just not putting out an episode this week because i would rather give you guys something amazing than something shit and people actually appreciate that but then you can start saying like oh but have you listened to this episode and have you gone back and done this and so yeah there's there's always ways of you know promoting your content regardless yeah 100% and I think like you say you do get to a certain point especially if you've got to like episode eight and beyond and if you've been doing it for eight months for argument's sake then because I do very similar like if I get ill or if I've just had like a busier week or like I know when I was moving house like I had so many weeks off the podcast um but I was still the li- I was still getting listens every single day because everyone was going back to previous episodes. Um, so I think that is the really nice thing. But I never knew that that was a statistic, like episode eight and people have already given up. Yeah. That is crazy. It's amazing. And it's because so many people go in. I guess it's a similar with like, you know, with blogging, with YouTube channels, with Instagram, whatever it is. TikTok, I think in particular, you know, because people go in and they see the viral success that so many other people get. But as we know, it's the, I mean, we were talking about this just this morning with Instagram, for example, it's the consistency because so few people are going to watch one thing and they'll be like, this is, you know, I'm the biggest fan of this, of this show. And, you know, if we look at people, and I know I've used Stephen Bartlett already as an example, but if we look at him, he was not ranking as like one of the biggest podcasts globally in his first 10 episodes, probably even within his first 20. Do you know what I mean? He had, you know, Joe Rogan, Harry Green, Amy Porterfield, it doesn't matter if you do or don't like these people, the fact is they did not have their podcasts immediately being overnight successes. They had to put in the groundwork. And I think that's the important thing is that when you look at a lot of these people, when you start going back through their back catalogue, you don't realise how long they've actually been in the game for. And I think that's really key as well. I think that's actually quite a good exercise to do. Like if you're someone who's, um, I guess, almost like having the fear of it not being perfect is going back to people's old episodes because I get clients to do this when it's like oh but I don't want to post this Instagram because it's not a high quality professional photography picture whatever I'm like go and scroll down to people's feeds right at the bottom and you'll see how they started out and I think that's actually a really good thing to do because it puts it into perspective of you where it's like everyone had to start somewhere and it's the act of consistently showing up that builds that relationship with your audience um and yeah I think it's applicable for like stuff in business as well um similar to what we were talking about earlier this morning and our mastermind call when it comes to selling I think the site like the psychology behind it is someone needs to see something nine to 12 times before they take action so it's the same with like your podcast they're going to need to listen to multiple different episodes and hear about you promoting the episode maybe before they go and listen to it and take action and but it's up to you to have that consistency and almost grow that muscle of I'm going to show up and talk about this and I'm going to show up to promote my podcast because you know I want people to listen to it and no matter how long that takes um do you have any tips in terms of being consistent because I know consistency is something that we all struggle with at times and you know it's I feel like the whole thing of like staying really motivated is so unreliable it's more about like the self-discipline so do you have any tips on around that like being self-disciplined um and being consistent with the podcast episodes 
Definitely. What I would say is that it's whatever works for you, which I realize is a really wishy-washy answer. But what I mean by that is I know some podcasts, so like I've got a friend, for example, who hosts a podcast and she hosts, um, she batches hers in series. And she is, honestly, she is a powerhouse because she will literally go into her podcast setup at like whatever time in the morning, she will record an entire season's worth of podcast episodes in one day. and that is just that is her but then she also knows that she's got something like eight weeks worth of content that just needs editing and uploaded and that's that's done that would not work for me I would get to like episode three and be like oh my god I need to give up I hate podcasting so much (laughs) like that would just not work for me at all so if you're somebody who batching works go down that route completely you know for me it's literally it's knowing that my schedule is that 6am on a Wednesday is when my next podcast episode goes live and it's that is something that I so I use Buzzsprout that is just set up on my Buzzsprout that when I put a new episode up it will just go out Wednesday 6am and for me for my personality that is all I need to be able to keep consistent is knowing oh there's not something sat there to be pushed out next Wednesday at 6am so that works for my personality but the other things that you might um, might work for you as well is having going back to that list and making sure that you've got that list of things that are really, really inspire you. But also don't if you're somebody who OK, if you're somebody who needs to have a structure and needs to have a list and needs to go, yeah, I've done episode one ticked off and needs to do episode two ticked off. Great. That works for you. But equally, some people like myself get bored with that very, very quickly. And I need to be quite dynamic so I have always got in my phone this list on my notes or in Asana depending on what I'm working on where I will be like I've got to record this episode right now because this is so front of mind this is so like topical or I've seen something on TikTok and I'm like oh my god I need to give my opinion on that and I have had some times where I've been like husband just hold the kids because I'm off for 20 minutes it's going to be a short episode I promise you but I need to go record this and yeah, I would say for consistency, it's whatever works for you. I would say if you're really, really struggling with being consistent, you might need to actually almost give yourself some tough love and think, A, is my strategy working in terms of have I tried batching and I don't enjoy it? Or am I doing something else and maybe I should try batching or like, you know, really looking at your um, at it from that point of view, or actually even just having some tough love and go, is podcasting for me? Because I believe that anyone can podcast, but that doesn't mean that podcasting is for everybody. You know, it's like when we look at social media platforms, some people love TikTok because they love posting three, five times a day and that works for them perfectly. Other people prefer LinkedIn because they can post like three times a week and that jobs are good and type thing. So it's one of those where if you're really struggling with consistency, it's almost having that conversation of, well, actually, am I struggling to show up because I don't actually like the medium very much or is there a different reason that's more related to strategy yeah 100% I think that's so key and also I think that plays a role in it is the topic that your podcast is maybe about like are you genuinely that passionate about it that you can keep recording episode after episode um I'm like a mix in between like I love 
batch recording episodes but I don't think I could smash out eight in a day I might do like three in a day oh, so she's um, a powerhouse I don't know how she does yeah. it because she records video <laughs> as well and it's just like she's a powerhouse <laughs> that is, yeah that's next level but also so it must feel so nice having like eight episodes just like filmed ready to go videos done all you've got to do is kind of like edit and upload I'm, that is that's goals um but yeah I think well, like with anything in business as we know there's no one size fits all it's not like a blanket that you know is going to fit everyone but um definitely something to consider if you are someone who enjoys batching because I know there's a lot of people that do enjoy it and I do love batching it's just I I can only batch to a certain extent and then I feel like my energy would start to dip yeah. I think as well um this is quite topical considering I just covered it this week actually inside feminine frequency is using your cycle to batch record so for example when you're in your follicular phase or ovulation phase that's actually a really great time to record because that's when your energy is at its highest so that's another thing that you can um tap into if someone's listening today and you kind of want to capitalize on the times when you have more energy i'll put a link in the show notes to feminine frequency if you want to check that training out um I think times of day as well it's like it's knowing what works so like I know that I'm an early morning person and also an evening person I realize we're recording this at like three in the afternoon but normally I'm I'm doing all right today but normally I'm the worst person to do anything in the afternoon because I don't know I just I hit that midday slump and I'm like this is me done for the day now but then I pick my energy up again in the evening so it's knowing it's knowing so much about yourself like you said it's working with your cycle but it's also working with you know just how you respond to being awake over the course of the day because I mean you're very open about how the the fact that you work later in the day because that works better for you I'm an early bird. If you give me a laptop at 6am, I am on fire. Whereas if you give me the laptop at two in the afternoon, I'm like, no, I can't cope with this anymore. <laughs> so it's it's understanding those types. You know, some people just get lit up at the weekend. Some people, you know, it, you've just got to kind of figure out what works for you. And I have actually been quite apologetic to some people sometimes and just being like, do you know what? That time is just not going to work. I'm not going to be on yeah. my best yeah you know on my best for that particular recording and I want to obviously show up for my guests and for my listeners in a certain way and I think that's I think that's really important you've you've got to know yourself enough to be able to produce the content that people are going to want to listen to because I think as well energy is I mean energy is a big thing in business anyway but energy in a podcast if someone is like just not vibing it and not on you know top form you as a listener can feel that and then you're likely more to like switch off because you're like the vibe like the energy is just not there you can tell they're not passionate about it maybe they're like I don't know a bit tired or you can just tell they're maybe burning out a little bit because I think as well you can if someone's like batch to ton of episodes sometimes I can tell if I'm listening because I'm like they get to a certain point in the season and you're like they sound they just constantly sound tired for the last three episodes like what's going on um and sometimes it can be because of that but yeah I'm so I, like yesterday and today both days started work at 12 o'clock and I had the whole morning to just I went for a walk I did my gym stuff um chilled with the cats because I my brain doesn't function properly in the morning for like work stuff I'm much I don't know afternoon evening is more my vibe so yeah I think like you say it's knowing yourself um and I think another thing that falls in nicely to consistency to kind of finish the episode off is around actually setting up that workflow for your podcast so that you have everything set up and I think not only for yourself but when you have guests come onto your podcast as well so I think first of all it would be a really great question is kind of like what is a workflow in case someone's listening and they've never heard that terminology before um, and also how can someone set up their own workflow like what should it include 
how can they do it so that they have a really seamless process of their podcast 100 i love workflows i'm like if you call me the podcasting queen i call myself the workflow <laughs> queen i am all about an automation because i honestly think that you know workflows they need to be as easy as possible because there is a lot more that goes into the background of running a podcast than i think a lot of people realize i think a lot of People think, you know, you hit record, stick it on, uh, I don't know, Apple Podcasts or YouTube and jobs are good and type thing. But particularly, as you and I know, if you're getting guests on, there's so much coordination that needs to go on there. You need to obviously align your calendars. People are busy. You're normally getting on. Um, I mean, I know for your guests as well and the guests that I've had on the shows, they're really busy people, you know, running businesses and they've got to, you know, really work around different schedules, different time zones sometimes as well. That can be interesting because I tend to record a lot of my episodes in the morning and I have a lot of American guests. That doesn't work. I can tell you right now. And I've had people be like, Verity, you've only got calendar openings at like 4 a.m. Oh, sorry. But I like... I need to shift that a little bit. But yeah, so it's, you know, you've got to align your calendars. The other things is it's getting things like, you know, have you got that person's picture for when you go and create graphics for social media, for example? Have you got their bio for when you introduce them in your show notes? Have you got their social media links to put in your show notes? Have you got a guest release form? You know, all of these different things. And if anyone's thinking, my gosh, I've got no idea what a guest release form is. It's literally just a form where your guest fills it in to say, yes, you as the podcast host are in charge and have got ownership and rights over the content. Because what you don't want is somebody to turn around to you in like a year's time and be like, oh my God, get rid of that episode. I absolutely hate it. Very, very rarely happens. But you want to know that you own the content that you've, you've got on your podcast basically um so you know having all of that kind of thing in in play it can feel really overwhelming i have actually put together a whole course well i say of course it's a masterclass. it doesn't take very long at all to go through and what we do in the masterclass is i walk you through step by step how to set up your client onboarding process so right from you've agreed with somebody that yes they're going to come on your podcast and i go through how you're going to align your calendars in a really really effortless way i then go through how you're going to set up your guest onboarding form as well and also your guest release form so that when you come to recording literally everything is done you do just need to hit record and then it really is jobs are good and you know and you've just you've got that amazing content and you're not then having to do the recording and then think you know you're writing up the show notes maybe a couple of days later or your VA's writing up the show notes whatever it is and then they're like oh do you have the link for that person's I don't know Instagram yeah. for example now I'm quite lucky I'm the I, I think I seem to think I'm the only Verity song on in the world because I swear to god I've never come across another one on Instagram or LinkedIn but you know you've always got people where maybe you go and look them up on social media and they've got a different name to what they go by if that makes sense or they're under a business name and then you can't find their social handles and stuff having that workflow just saves you so so much time so it's so important which is why I put that masterclass together it's called elite onboarding and it is just about having that really seamless workflow in place so that when you get people on your podcast literally the automation takes care of the majority of the work for you you just need to say here's a link and then hit record and and go because I don't believe in making things more complicated than they need to be 
no. you know we're all busy and for most people they're setting up their podcast they're running their podcast as part of their marketing funnel so it's part of their business which means they've got a million and one other things going on what they don't need is yet yeah, more tasks or even more tasks for their BA which is why I kind of created this masterclass because I was like we need something simple that people could just implement and, yes. and kind of run with which I am all about and everyone knows simple business like I just truly believe business and everything gets to be simple and it gets to you know, almost effortless. Like obviously you're going to put in the hard work at certain times and there's going to be seasons when you're working hard and it's maybe going to be more strategic to set up these systems and automations. But also once that's done, it then does get to be so simple. And I really think like that first year in business, like for me and my experience, like obviously it's been now like three or four years, but that first year was like getting everything sorted, but then it's evergreen. Once you've got that first year of business done, from that point onwards, you can actually have such a simple business that can scale effortlessly. Um, and I think a workflow for the podcast is such a good part of that. So I'll definitely put the link to Verity's podcast, um, podcast at Verity's Masterclass um, inside the show notes so you guys can check that out because I think it will be so, so beneficial. And being a guest on Verity's podcast myself and seeing her workflow, even I was like, that is smooth like that's next level um so 100% definitely go and check that out because it will save you so much time wasn't there um, a statistic or you worked out like how much time roughly that would save by having oh my god I, yeah we did I did work it out what was it that I worked out it was like over 10 hours it was something ridiculous it was a ridiculous amount of time yeah I can't even remember now but yeah we did work out I did work out a statistic and it was at least 10 hours like with all the back and forth emails and all the rest of it and but I mean, even if you can just say to yourself two hours, what yeah. else can you do in two hours? You know, even yeah. if you spend that two hours is then like right now you can fill your cup up and you can go on that walk that you said you're going to do every single day and get your 10k steps in or you're, you can cook yourself nicer meals or, you know, whatever it is. Um, like saving time is always a win-win. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone find you? Yeah, absolutely. So they can find me on the Confident CEO podcast, first of all. That is on literally anywhere where you can listen to a podcast. It is there. Um, Instagram is the place where I hang out the most. Verity Songon, that's S-A-N-G-A-N. You pronounce it O, but it's spelled A just to be confusing. But um, yeah, so I am on Instagram. It's probably the best place to catch up with me. Amazing. So I will put all of Verity's links in the show notes for you guys. So I Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed listening, be sure to let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes or sharing and tagging us on your Instagram stories at Style and Social. Keep on killing it.